What's Shaking Fire Nation? JLD here with our income report for January of 2020, our first income report in the roaring 20s. Can you believe it? Well, it was a great way to start the year off. We did a gross income of $153,784. Our total expenses were just a shade over $40,000 for a net profit of $113,669 to a percentage of net profit to gross revenue at 74%. So pretty sweet. And today we're going to be talking with Josh, our CPA, with David, our lawyer. We'll be talking with Kate about Ditch Busy, her new podcast. And we'll be talking about something called the Think Like an Expert Challenge, which you've hopefully heard on my podcast, on my Instagram channel, on my social media. It is something we are so fired up about, and we hope you are too. All of that and more as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. Fire Nation, are you ready to think like an expert? We are hosting our first ever challenge to help you feel confident, attract the best customers, and make serious bank. And the party starts on February 19th. Fire Nation, we're going to blow your mind. So make sure to claim your spot today at eofire.com slash challenge. That's eofire.com slash challenge. All right, Fire Nation, as promised in the intro, we do have a doozy, a doozy of an income report. As always, we have Josh on the mic, we have Kate on the mic, and every other month we get a treat with Mr. David Lizerbram as well to talk all things legal, and he's going to be on the mic today as well, so a lot of fun things upcoming, so hold on to your seats because it's going to be a great episode. In fact, I'm going to pass it over to Josh right now because he has a monthly tax tip about our startup costs tax deductible. So Josh, no spoilers, brother, just take it away. All right, John, this month, we are going to tackle another question from a Podcasters Paradise member. And this is a question we get quite a bit. I think we've maybe touched on it here and there in the income report, but I don't know if we've ever went into detail on it. And the question is regarding spending money to start your business and whether that's tax deductible, even if you have not yet brought in income in the business. Okay, so costs like researching the business, education to get it going, equipment to get it set up, uh, organizational costs to set up your entity, uh, all these things you're spending money on before the business is even bringing in money. And in this case in particular, it's a Podcasters Paradise member. She's wondering about the costs of joining Podcasters Paradise. And like I said, we get this question all the time. And what these are called in, in, in the tax world are startup expenses. And people want to know, are these deductible? If they are deductible, when are they deductible? And are they deductible all at once? Or do they have to be what they call amortized over several years? And of course, this is taxes. So the, the real answer is it depends. But I want to go over a few general rules here. Number one, your startup expenses are tax deductible but only if you eventually start the business. Okay, so if you go out and spend $10,000 wanting to start a business, but then you never end up starting the business, you never bring any any money in, those will not be deductible. Okay, but if you do start that business, you do bring money in eventually, you do get to deduct those expenses, even if they occurred before you brought in that money. The next general rule is that the cost will be deductible in the year you are actually open for business, meaning you're bringing in money, you have something for sale, you have a service you're offering, all right? They are not deductible necessarily in the year they are incurred. 
All right. It's when the, the, the business is open for business, ready to bring in money. That's the year that those startup costs can be deducted, regardless of when they occurred. And the final general rule to keep in mind is that the first $5,000 of those expenses can be expensed all at once. They can be written off all at once. The remaining balance has to be amortized over 15 years. And, and that's just a fancy tax word meaning spread out over 15 years. Okay, so let's take a look at a quick example. Let's let's use this podcasting example. You decide that you're going to start a podcasting business that's eventually going to bring in advertising revenue. And in November of 2019, you spend $7,000 buying top-of-the-line equipment, of course, joining Podcasters Paradise, uh, researching this podcast business, all these things you spend $7,000 on. Then in early 2020, you spend another $3,000 getting things ready to go for the business. Finally, in October of 2020, you bring on your first sponsor that pays you money. You're now officially open for business. You are now officially in the IRS, in the eyes of the IRS, a business. Okay, and then you make a grand total of $5,000 during 2020 in that advertising revenue. All right, so how do the taxes work in this situation? In 2019, you're not going to report anything for the business. You can't take any of that $7,000 you spent that year. Why? Because you're not yet open for business. You're not collecting that ad revenue yet. All right, in 2020, number one, you're going to claim the $5,000 of gross income that you received, right? That's going to be the income you report. Then you're going to deduct the first $5,000 of the, the total of $10,000 that you spent starting things up. You're going to deduct that all at once, okay, as an immediate write-off of $5,000, right? And then the remaining $5,000 that you spent is going to be amortized or spread out over 15 years, which is going to give you about a $333 deduction per year, right? So for 2020, your total business net income, meaning your your income minus your deductible expenses is going to be show a loss of $333, right? The $5,000 income, the $5,000 immediate startup expense deduction, and the $333 of amortized expense. So yeah, I know that's that's a lot of numbers. That's a lot of nuances there. Um, and, and, and frankly, we're just scrat scratching the surface. Uh, things get even hairier if you spend more than $55,000 total in those startup expenses. Um, there's things called organizational costs, which is like forming your entity that's treated separately. But those are the general rules. If you can just remember those three things, that startup expenses are deductible if you eventually start the business, that they're deductible in the year you are open for business, and that the first $5,000 are deductible all at once and then spread over 15 years after that, you have the general gist of it. But as always, this isn't something you want to tackle by yourself. Talk to your tax professional. This is a big advantage. This allows you to get a, a deduction on stuff you spent before you were even open for business, but you have to do it the right way. So as always, if you have questions on this, reach out to me directly, josh at cpionfire.com. Check out our website. We have tons of free resources there, cpionfire.com. And talk to a tax professional, get this new business started out right. Josh, as always, thanks for rocking the mic. Really, really appreciate that. And Fire Nation, you know, as always, you can visit josh at cpaonfire.com, or I should say you can email him there, or visit cpaonfire.com directly to get to the website with all the valuable tools, assets, articles, blog posts, you name it, it's all there. Definitely check it out. Definitely reach out to Josh. He's a great guy, as you can definitely tell. And speaking of great guys, David Lizerbram is also on the mic with January's legal tip, which is how can I 
avoid an accidental franchise. So I'm going to be honest, David, like I'm pretty curious about this myself because I didn't even know that was possible. So talk to Fire Nation about it after, of course, saying hello and what's up. Hello and what's up? Um, yeah, this is one of those topics that just came up uh, with a client and I just realized, wow, like entrepreneurs do not know that this is a problem that they could run into. It, this is definitely a what you don't know can hurt you kind of situation. So I just want to give a couple pointers about the concept of an accidental franchise, which might sound a little obscure, but it's definitely something you want to look out for. So let's say you have a business um, and you have a brand, you have a trademark, et cetera, and you want to license that mark or kind of create a subsidiary or let somebody else continue part of the business. A classic example would be like a restaurant. You have one restaurant and then you want, uh, you know, some your, your buddy who's been managing it says, hey, I want to open a second one of these. Great. Let's do it. And, you know, you go into business and and so forth. Um, that's great. But the franchise trap or the accidental franchise issue makes it more complicated than it may initially seem. So the issue is that franchises are highly regulated at both the state and federal level. And of course, I'm based in the U.S., so I'm talking about mostly U.S. law here. So for example, franchisors are required to make substantial disclosures of financial information, which must be, which must be audited. And um, you know, most uh, small businesses startups, entrepreneurs, they're not necessarily looking to do audited financial statements that quickly. Um, in California, where I am, as in many other states, the franchise must be registered and reviewed by state regulators. There's just tons of cost and legal burden placed on franchisors. Now, franchising is a perfectly good business model, but it's a big problem if you find yourself accidentally placed in the position of being a franchisor. And here's kind of the, the bold letter tip here. Just calling a contract a license agreement rather than a franchise agreement, does it make it so? You can't even just say in the contract, this is not a franchise. It doesn't work that way. If you meet those qualifications um, to become a franchise, then you're it whether you like it or not. Um, and you know, I'm not going to get into this in every single level of detail, um, but there's a test to, you know, there's the three-part test of whether you're going to be a franchise. It's really primarily about control, meaning if you uh, are exercising control over what the person underneath you in this structure is doing, this subsidiary business, then if you meet all the other qualifications, you might accidentally be a franchise and all of a sudden you have financial penalties and all kinds of other legal issues. Um, so... Uh, you want to really look out for this. It's a problem that people don't know that much about. It's kind of a nuanced type of thing. Um, I've seen tons and tons of people create license agreements for branding, for their products, for services or business, uh, you know, physical storefront business. And courts can impose substantial monetary penalties if you don't follow the rules properly. So make sure you have any of these documents reviewed by an attorney who knows what they're doing. If you have questions about uh, franchising, licensing, trademarks, or just general business law, um, always happy to talk to Fire Nation folks. You can reach me at lizardbramlaw.com. Uh, that's my last name, lizardbram, and then law.com. And if you type it into Google and you get even close, you're going to find me. So thanks a lot. I hope that's helpful. And I look forward to talking to you guys in a couple months. Later, David. Much appreciated. And Fire Nation, the thing that jumped off the page to me when I was reading through what David sent over was failure to do so can result in what's referred to as naked licensing. I know it sounds like a bad Netflix documentary, but this is stuff that you definitely don't want to get involved with. So please, Fire Nation, Listen close to the words David is sharing. And of course, as always, visit lizardbramlaw.com to reach out to him because he's got a great uh, amount, vast experience in helping entrepreneurs and guiding them in the right directions because, you know, holding this stuff off, you know, for a month 
could literally cause you years and years of pain where it can be so easily fixed up front. And I've seen so many people experience this stuff. So don't make that same mistake. So thanks, David. Peace out. We'll catch you soon, brother. And Fire Nation, when we're talking about January, we like to kick things off with a bang. I mean, this is, after all, the roaring 20s. And it has been way too long of this episode running now that we haven't heard the great Caitlin Erickson's voice. So, Kate, jump on right now. Let us know what's up in the roaring 20s and why we're kicking things off with something so exciting like a challenge that we are calling Think Like an Expert. Well, first of all, what's up, Fire Nation? Great to be here on the mic with you again. Wow, we just have like such a value-packed income report today, and I'm so excited to be kicking it off in like what's been going on in our world with our Think Like an Expert Challenge. So, John, like you said, Roaring Twenties, totally coming out of the gates, like full blown. We're so excited to be some doing something that we've never done before. And that is teaming up with Jill and Josh Stanton from Screw the Nine to Five to run our first ever challenge. You know the name, Think Like an Expert. And you might be wondering, okay, wait a second, what's this challenge all about? Glad you asked. So this is going to be a five-day challenge that we're hosting inside of a private Facebook group where you're going to have access to John, to myself, to Jill, to Josh. And if you've seen any, maybe you've seen a couple of videos on Facebook, you've seen John or Jill do some Instagram stories around this, like we are in this to have a ton of fun and to make a big impact. Yes. We're going to be talking about how to feel confident, attract the best customers, and make serious bank. John, are like I know I'm very, very excited about this. And every time we talk about it, every time we jam with Jill and Josh, every time we record videos, like I'm just so happy and I'm I'm honestly I'm proud of us for doing something like we've stretched ourselves a lot for this. We've never done anything like this. And I'm excited to be able to share those lessons. But like how are you feeling about the challenge at this point in time? I feel amazing for this very clear reason. I've said this many times on Entrepreneurs on Fire over the years, Fire Nation, is that not some, but all of the magic happens outside of your comfort zone. And yes, like, listen, Kate and I have been rocking Entrepreneurs on Fire for seven plus years, and we've had a lot of successes. We've had a lot of failures. We've made a lot of mistakes. We've done a lot of things right. But overall, this is out of our comfort zone because we've never done this. It's new. We're going to make a lot of mistakes. We're going to, you know, not do everything right. We're going to do a lot of things great. We're going to have a lot of successes. Like it's, it's all of those things mixed in. Whenever you're doing something like this, you're getting outside of your comfort zone. And yes, it is a little scary. And yes, it is a little frightening. But guess what? It's where all the magic happens. So if you want to see us uh, make magic, if you want to see us take control of our 2020 and shoot it off with a bang because we're just absolutely passionate about taking the roaring 20s and making this our best decade ever, you got to join us. You have to join us and it's not going to be too difficult to do that because you can claim your spot right now if you head over to Think Like an Expert Challenge.com. Think Like an Expert Challenge.com. So, I'm really excited for you, Fire Nation, to get over there, learn more about this challenge. And I kind of want to run through real quick, Kate, some things that people might already have popping up in their head right now. And I'm going to try out some different voices that I've been practicing over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> so the first one is, I'm not ready yet. 
we're going to we're going to address that. What if it's what if this doesn't work for me? Who would even pay me? I don't feel comfortable putting myself out there. My husband, wife, friends don't understand. What if I lose money? There's already so many people teaching this. I don't have the time. What if I offer someone something and nobody buys? And guess what? I've said all of those things to myself before Fire Nation, literally every one of those things. But guess what? I've stepped through that fear. I've stepped on the other side of comfort and I've made magic happen and I've done it. So that's why I'm so fired up about this. Um, Kate, I'm going to pass it back over to you because I kind of want to quickly go through like what these five days are going to look like, like not super in depth. Let's just kind of give a little bit of a taste here. And then of course, um, you know, keep the heat going. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you said, John, so many of us, all of us have faced the imposter syndrome head on. I mean, limiting beliefs that have stopped us from pursuing an idea or kept us from sharing our voice or prevented us from making the impact that we know deep down we are capable of. And this challenge was really born out of like our passion and our desire to help Uh, you break through that. So all of those things that you mentioned, John, like I'm not ready, or what if it doesn't work, or who would even pay me for this, or I don't feel confident putting myself out there. I've thought every single one of those things too. And like, you're a human being. But again, that's exactly what we put this challenge together to tackle. So things we're going to be covering are how to stay one chapter ahead the importance of serving other people, how to promote yourself without feeling icky about it, how to play to win. And Fire Nation, you're familiar with this because this was one of my biggest lessons learned in a recent income report. Are you playing to win or are you playing to not lose? And we're also going to be talking about how investing in yourself is one of the most powerful things you can do on your journey. So Fire Nation, again, we would love to help bust through these limiting beliefs with you. Join us in our five-day Think Like an Expert Challenge, eofire.com forward slash challenge. It's time to step into your expert status. Boom. I gave you that long URL. You can you can go there, Fire Nation, if you remember it. That, that means you're brilliant. But if not, Kate did share the shortened URL, which is super simple, eofire.com slash challenge. eofire.com slash challenge. You have to reserve your spot by February 19th because we are closing enrollments that's how it's going. We are locking the doors. We're, we're starting with whoever's with us at that point, and we're going to crush five days of awesomeness. And Fire Nation, I don't want you going anywhere because we're going to be talking about something pretty cool that Kate recently launched that put her outside of her comfort zone a little bit. Um, something that is going to apply to a few of you, and it really could impact your business in a big way, that, of course, we're going to go through the income, uh, the expenses, and Kate's biggest lesson learned as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. Fire Nation, I've been there. The imposter syndrome strikes again. Who am I to do this? What if it doesn't work? What will people think of me if I fail? The imposter syndrome hits us all. And for me, well, I like to call it my $100,000 mistake. I mean, it's true, Fire Nation. I stalled on the launch of Entrepreneurs on Fire because I was scared. What if no one listens? Who am I to launch a daily interview podcast? A month into my mountain of excuses, my mentor actually said she was going to fire me if I didn't launch. So I launched and Fire Nation 
information. If I would have launched when I was supposed to, I would have been one month ahead. And now that my business generates over $100,000 of net profit every single month, that's a $100,000 mistake. What I needed back then was to feel confident. I needed a mindset shift to be able to ditch my limiting beliefs and just go for it. As you know, luckily I did launch and the result of launching Entrepreneurs on Fire, freedom. If you're ready to feel confident, attract the best customers and make serious bank, join myself and Kate along with Jill and Josh Stanton from Screw the 9 to 5 for our five-day Think Like an Expert Challenge. The party starts February 19th, so claim your spot today at eofire.com slash challenge. That's eofire.com slash challenge. So Kate, we're back and you know, one thing I always tell Fire Nation is listen to what people ask you about. Like if you were to go to a friend, a family member, a loved one and to ask them, hey, if somebody was to ask you, what am I good at? What would you answer for them? Like if if someone was to go say, hey, what is John good at, Selena, who's my mother? Like, mom, how would you answer that person? What do you think I'm good at? Because you might be shocked at what you actually don't realize that other people think that you're really good at and they're holding you at this high pedestal. And that could be one of your superpowers. Well, you know, Kate has many superpowers, but one of those things that she keeps getting asked over and over again is like, Kate, you're so great with systems. You're so, so, so great um, with automation. You're so great at like never like looking or feeling like you're overwhelmed. Like you just have your stuff together. And it's like you and John are going on 90 day European trips and checking in for less than an hour a day doing work. And you know, you're traveling to conferences and spending time with your family and working out. And how, like, how are you running this seven figure net profit a year business with like all of these things still happening in your life that are so amazing. That's not like you just chained to your desk and just having your eyeballs bleed from just staring at a computer screen all day. So you went ahead and launched a brand new podcast called ditch busy where you are so focused on making overwhelm a thing of the past for your listeners. Tell us more. I'm so excited about this podcast. It launched in January. I haven't even been live for a whole month yet. And it's just one of those things that clicked. Like when I thought about the name, when I thought about my vision and my mission for this podcast, like it just felt right. And John, like you said, you know, I've focused a lot on systems and automation and I love all of those things. I really do feel like that's a big part of my superpower. But when I continue peeling back the layers of how I could make a really big impact, like, yes, it's in sharing my knowledge around systems and how we have those set up in our business. But when you dig deeper into that, the actual pain point that people have in their business who don't have systems is that they don't have time to even think about creating systems. So when I thought about Ditch Busy, it was just like this parting of the clouds where I I just saw this very clear vision of being able to focus on how to help people take back control of their time. And it, it just blows my mind that busy and I don't have time and I feel so stuck in the weeds and this feeling of overwhelm over a growing to-do list and feeling frustrated because you feel like you're never going to get ahead or helpless because time management just doesn't seem like something that you're good at. You don't really feel like you're good at it. And that's why I created Ditch Busy to help address every single one of those things, 
Each episode is focused on helping you uncover one way that you can start taking back control of your time today. And a couple of the recent episodes that have published are ones like how to set realistic expectations. This is a huge thing that I see in people who are struggling with time management and who feel so overwhelmed and busy. It's because they're not setting realistic expectations. So I go into how you can start doing that. I talk about avoiding the premature yes, which is such a huge thing for people. You know, you get these opportunities, you're very excited about it, you want to give back. And so you say yes to all these things. And then you feel so overwhelmed. Like, I I said yes to do much. I wish that I would have said no to a couple of things. I don't have the time to commit to this. Um, I've also talked about how to better manage your time with a calendar, about designing your perfect day. So Fire Nation, if you feel like you are ready to ditch busy to finally make overwhelm a thing of the past, I would love it if you tune in with me ditchbusy.com is where you can find links to the podcast on your favorite listening platform of choice. And um, I'd be really, really excited to hear from you that you're subscribed. And I'm <laughs> publishing every Monday and every Thursday. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm so excited about it. I'm excited to share it. And I can't believe I'm almost one month in. Yay! <laughs> so awesome. And one thing that Kate actually said yesterday, that if it's not already an episode, it needs to be, but Kate goes, I'm getting on the no train. And it was serious because, you know, I mean, honestly, even we slide into things even though we know better, but it's just like, so fun to say yes. Like I just got asked today to go speak in Boise, Idaho with Russell Brunson, Ryan Dice, Lewis Howes, Jenna Kucher at this huge event. And guess what? I want to say yes to that. It looks really great. And, you know, technically I, I can. And, and, you know, I still haven't made up my final decision yet. But it's like, man, that's like it's a 10 hour flight out there. And I'm going to have to be there for four or five days. And, you know, this other thing is happening and that other thing is happening. And it's like, you can't say yes to everything as much as you want and the excitement's there. Like you sometimes just have to get on a no train because you have to say, okay, this is what's most important to me right now. This is what's most important to my business right now. And then other things have to get in line. Now, this is not going to be quite as fun of a topic and we're going to breeze through it pretty quickly for sure. But Kate's going to kind of run through a new California privacy law that just took effect on January 1st, 2020 that may affect a few of our listeners. Maybe not. We'll see. But the reality is it's an example of things you do have to keep your finger on the pulse of because if you don't at least keep track of the changes that are coming, and there's going to be a lot of these type of changes coming in the future, then you could potentially find yourself in a whole heap of trouble, which is why we like to bring you Josh, our CPA, and David, our lawyer, to keep you up to date. So even though it's not always the best, most exciting listening, Fire Nation, it can really save your bacon. So take it away, Kate. (laughs) Save your bacon. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like you said, John, it's not always like easy or super fun to talk about like compliance with privacy laws and disclaimers and what's required and what you have to have on your website. Like we just want to have fun and impact people and create podcast episodes and put out content. And I I totally get that. But this is such, such, such important stuff. And that, again, is why we include it in these income reports. So 
the new California Consumer Privacy Act. Um, Maybe you've heard about it. Maybe you haven't. If you're hearing it for the first time, listen up for sure. It took effect on January 1, 2020. And it's really important that you understand what to do if this new law applies to you, because it's going to help protect you and your business. I'm not saying that to make anyone scared or afraid of this. It's nothing to be afraid of. It's just something that we want to bring into your awareness so that you can take steps to comply with it if that applies to you. So we have a little blurb on the income report, but we practice what we preach. We are not disclaimer experts. We are not privacy law experts. We're bringing this to you. We practice what we preach. We turn to experts to help us with this. And the man who helps us with all of our disclaimer templates is James. And he is one of those experts. He runs a business called Disclaimer Template. And he is regularly updating us to ensure our privacy policy, our legal uh, website legal requirements that we're always meeting those. So definitely hit James up. He put together a special page just for Fire Nation. So if you head over to eofire.com forward slash CA law, you'll be taken to the page where James breaks down exactly who th- should be um, in compliance with this law and your next steps to make sure that you are. Boom, Fire Nation. Definitely check that link out if you or somebody you know could be affected. And of course, we will keep you updated going forward. And now, speaking of forward, it is time for our January 2020 income breakdown. Our products and service income from 2020 of the month of January was $121,682. 22,000 of that came from our journal sales. We did 755 journal sales. Uh, Just a stellar month following, obviously, a spectacular December during the holidays. But uh, January still hung very strong because it's the beginning of the year. People, they want their freedom, thefreedomjournal.com. They want to master productivity, discipline, and focus, themasteryjournal.com. Or they want to start their podcast in 50 days, thepodcastjournal.com. So all three rocked it. Uh, The Freedom Journal came in first place with 374 sold, the Podcast Journal at 196, and the Mastery at 167. Podcasters Paradise brought in $19,773. Our podcast sponsorship income was $79,030, so a big month on the sponsorship side of things. And of course, there's a lot of other things that you definitely can come to eofire.com slash income 77. We're going to show you all of our revenue uh, breaking down from the smallest to the biggest. And our affiliate revenue for the month was $32,102. came from ClickFunnels. Another $2,000 came from Create Awesome Online Courses. And let's see what else we got here. Libsyn, our promo code FIRE to get to your uh, the rest of this month and all of next month for free for your uh, podcast hosting brought in $955. And uh, all was well in that world. And again, a lot of other ones you can check out at the URL I just provided. So that brought our gross income to $153,784. Our expenses were a lot. Uh, We had over $40,000 in expenses and we have everything listed out line by line by line. So if you definitely want to see what we think is valuable in investing in month over month over month to run our business, then definitely check that out. And that brought our net profits in January 2020 to $113,669. So Kate, 
lot of value on this income report. Give us the biggest lesson learned for you in January 2020. This is a biggie. We talked about a little bit when we were discussing our Think Like an Expert challenge, but my biggest lesson learned was around the power we give our limiting beliefs. So Fire Nation, I have been there and I find myself there on a daily basis sometimes. But if you lack the confidence when it comes to putting yourself out there or you know you have an impactful message to share, but you can't seem to reach the right audience or you feel like you're constantly spinning your wheels when it comes to that one big idea that will finally help you win, we totally get it. In 2013, when John asked me to join the Entrepreneurs on Fire team, I was hesitant for a couple of reasons, but one of the bigger reasons was I didn't feel like I was qualified to step up and fill a role that could create such a big impact. When it came down to it, I was lacking the confidence and I was constantly second guessing whether or not anyone would care what I had to say, if I really had true value to add, you know, back to all those limiting beliefs. Who am I to share this knowledge? Who am I to help serve Fire Nation when I'm just learning about entrepreneurship myself? But what I didn't recognize or give myself credit for at the time was the fact that I did have skills and experience in areas that could drastically change the trajectory of entrepreneurs on fire as a business. And my ability to hone in on the details, to catch mistakes before they happen, to break down complex structures and figure out how to make them run effectively, to serve a community by connecting with individuals one-on-one. I mean, these are all skills and experience that I had, but that I wasn't giving myself credit for. And that's when it hit me. I, I just published my first ever blog post on the Entrepreneurs on Fire site. And about one week later, I got a comment that changed everything. Somebody literally just posted in the comments and said, this was really helpful. Thank you so much for sharing this information. And I kind of took a step back and paused and thought, wait a second, somebody found what I had to say helpful? And I knew at that point that if I could help one person, then I could help two people, three people, four people, a hundred people. And from that moment on, I made it my mission to stop letting my limiting beliefs have all that power. I could literally prove to myself with that one comment that person left on the blog that I was helping someone, that I was reaching someone, that I was resonating with someone. And at that point, it wasn't about me anymore. It wasn't about my limiting beliefs or me lacking the confidence to put myself out there or me, you know, spiraling with all those thoughts of who am I and, and what if this doesn't work and, and what if nobody listens? It was about how many people I could potentially serve by continuing to put myself out there and share my knowledge. And today, as you are listening to this income report, I encourage you to think about what limiting beliefs you have in your life right now and how you giving those limiting beliefs power is affecting your business, how you show up in your relationships, and how you are living your life literally every single day. Because those beliefs only have power if we give it to them. And you can make that choice to break through those and to start setting your own entrepreneurial journey on fire. Boom, Kate drops the mic. And as she walks off into the sunset, Fire Nation, let me just remind you that you're going to get that kind of fire directly from Kate. 
that kind of fire directly from me, from Jill Stanton, from Josh Stanton of Screw the 9 to 5, for five days in a row during our Think Like an Expert Challenge. So please get over there, check availability. If there still is availability, claim your spot because we are closing enrollment on February 19th. No more people can enroll at that point going forward. We really hope to see you there. We're going to have a blast doing this challenge. We want to help change your life. We want to help make the Roaring Twenties your best decade ever. eofire.com slash challenge to learn more. And I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, are you ready to think like an expert? We are hosting our first ever challenge to help you feel confident, attract the best customers, and make serious bank. And the party starts on February 19th. Fire Nation, we're going to blow your mind. So make sure to claim your spot today at eofire.com slash challenge. That's eofire.com slash challenge.